0: is Anabaptist Perspectives. I'm here again with Val Yoder. We did an episode on the Anabaptist view of church, how how we do church, how we set our churches up, and I wanted to do something a little more practical. Um, You've written two books on the church, and I specifically want to talk about your most recent one here, Being the Blessing. So, this is a very... I'm trying to think of the right word, even kind of a hands-on type book, right? It's more of a workbook about how people can invest in their churches. Explain a little of of the vision behind the book, and and what do you hope it it will
1: do for the people that read it? Okay, sure. The first book was I Will Build My Church, and I wrote that in two thousand and one or somewhere in there. Okay, that kind of came out of my classes at SMBI on the church, uh, just kind of rewriting my notes into a <laughs> writing or a sure. written form. I didn't realize that that would become as useful as it became. There's been quite a few people who have been have gotten it and used it in their churches and Bible studies and so forth. Mm-hmm. And, and my own understanding of the church has continued to grow, so maybe it's time to write another one. But I'm, <laughs> uh, and instead of doing that, I decided what I'd like to do is write somewhat of a sequel to that with maybe more practical ways to bless our churches and bless those that we're relating to in our church. I had heard the story of the fireproof where the young man, Caleb, and his wife were were having a, a very difficult time. They're right on the verge of divorce. And Caleb's father comes along with this little manual and he says, Caleb, give me 40 days before you divorce your wife. So, Caleb very reluctantly decides to do that. But as he's going through these next few days uh, and then into about halfway through, things really got tough for him. And he just was ready to give up. His, his father was, was encouraging him to continue on because each day he would have some way of investing in his wife. As the story unfolds, as it gets to the, the end, he wins back his wife's affection through investing in her and in the process he moves from just doing it because his dad told him to to actually having a heart for it and wins his wife's affections back. So I read that book uh, or as I saw that film actually. It just gripped me that some of that same dilemma is happening in our churches. We Go to church because we're supposed to. We go to church because we've grown up going to church, and and you know we kind of put up with it rather than really seeing uh, a value to it, and it's become part of our routine. And then people get frustrated with a new question that comes up, and so there's division, and part of the church leaves, and the other part of the church says good riddance, the bad garbage, and, and all those kind of problems <laughs> wow. that come. How can we help people to begin to love their church and invest in it and, and see it as being a very important component of their Christian experience? So uh, with an encouragement of my wife and her help, we worked on this, which is giving us 52 weeks of projects that people can do to invest in their church. And so each page has a scripture background mm-hmm. and then good works that glorify the Father that we can, can reflect this scripture. And then on this side, kind of a, a journal to, to write out how it worked, which they did, mm-hmm. and so the date. So each page has a, a different way of investing in your local church.
0: Can you just read a few of these di- these different ones people um, can do? See, this is great because we just had a, an episode on the theology, the mindset behind church, but this is getting down and like real life, day-to-day practical things. I really like that. But yeah, read, read a few of these.
1: Week two, smile at your brotherhood in Christ. In Proverbs chapter 15, it talks about a merry heart maketh a, a cheerful countenance. If I walk into church with a smile on my face meeting people, it's going to be a whole lot more pleasant to meet me than if I come in with a a, kind of a a weary worn look on my face. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. And so um, just uh, challenge us to look at our our own face in a mirror. What are people having to look at (laughs) when they see me in the morning? Find a mentor, again, the mind of Christ, be followers of me, even as I also am a follower of Christ. Paul was saying that, so following Paul was important for some of these young men. And it's, it's important for us to also have someone that, that is uh, ahead of us in a spiritual growth and that we can follow his example. And yeah. so choose a mentor from your church that's five to 10 years older than you and walk with you through this year. Plan to meet monthly. Pretends of discussion, you know, and working on, on what's, what's happening. Attendance at church, uh, another one that we talk about. Sitting closer to the front. Why is the back of the <laughs> church always the full part? You know, sit up in the front. That's, that's uh, really good. <laughs> blessing those that curse you, those you get along with real well. Um, mm-hmm. Gifts to people. Uh, that particular one is to display honor to other members of the church. Um, and develop an addiction. Did you know that you're supposed to develop an addiction? In 1 um, Corinthians 16:15 it says, You know the house of Stephanas, that it was the first of the fruits of Achaia, and that they have addicted themselves to the ministry of the saints. So they're addicted to ministry. And that means you can't can't get along very long without ministering to somebody. Wow. You know, get addicted to yeah. it. Those are the kind of things that we're, we're talking about.
0: Oh, that's great. And, and I think the, the thing that especially our audience should keep in mind is you've spent An incredible amount of time you know pastoring a church being involved in different churches did did you not help start that church there in northern minnesota as well actually
1: no actually my father started in the about five years before i was born
0: but you know that's been in you know in your family too because your father did that so like this is not stuff you just kind of made up i'm guessing i mean this comes from a lot of experience and having to work through some of these things yourself probably
1: yeah i pastored the church for about 13 years I was ordained when I was 24, and then pastored for 13 years, and then went to a SMBI, and was there for parts of 25 years, and then where did I go? Now I'm back pastoring at the church again. So. <laughs>
0: so, so you've you've invested a lot in not only a local church, but also the young people that make up a lot of these churches too.
1: You know, I'd like to just share one one story that uh, kind of underscores the importance of this. We had a young man who came to Igo a number of years back and he was he was really blessed by his time there. He was looking forward to spending the rest of his life in ministry in Asia. When he got back home to his home church after his first semester, to his disappointment, his church leaders said, We don't want you to go back. Um, they had some difficulties with some of the things that that he had uh, experienced or I'm not sure what all the, the problems were. So he got in touch with us as leaders and said, what do I do? I, wanna, I feel God's calling me to Asia, and, but my church leader is saying I can't come back. I was so blessed by our faculty that they said, you, go, you stay at home and invest in your church. Get some young people around you, help them if they're struggling with the church, work with them. And he did. He got a, a group of five or six young people, uh, young men particularly, who were struggling and you know, wanting to get more freedom or whatever they wanted. And he started investing in them and really developed a, a great relationship with them. And the church leader saw what was going on and they saw the attitude change. Those leaders came back to him about two years later and said, you can go back again. <laughs> that's the power of this this thing of investing in your church rather than abandoning it invest in it no church is perfect as we all know and and every church is going to create some tensions for us and we're going to struggle with something here and there but how do we invest in those churches in love without compromise we don't we don't need to just get more freedom we need to learn how to actually give up our freedoms for the cause of Christ. And so these are ways hopefully to stimulate some thinking about how I can actually bless the group, bless the leaders, bless the young people, and make uh, an attempt to create an atmosphere in our church that is welcoming and yet solidly biblical. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what we really need.
0: You're you're basically, what it sounds like through this book, is you're encouraging people to not be reactionary, just like running away from, oh, this is horrible, and let's just leave. Right. You're, you're saying, look at ways you can actually be those changes you may want to see in your church. Mm-hmm. Start by being that yourself. Right,
1: exactly, yeah. yes. Wow. You know, every leader, and I'm a leader right now, we're very human. <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't see all the perspectives and so forth, but when we have, people in our church who you know, they are trying to build this group in the context of of supporting the the leadership and supporting the the parents and the families and so forth. And they're really investing in individuals in the church, whether it's a youth group or just visiting different people and you know that they're they're trying to strengthen the church. Well, that just gives your whole perspective to the church is one of this is great. This is going someplace. This is where it's supposed to be, and so that's kind of what we want to wow. emphasize with this.
0: So I'm really curious. How does the book end? What's like, what's the final thing?
1: The final the final thing? Okay, read about the importance of the brotherhood, works that glorify the Father. God's raised up a lot of dynamic voices today in writing, and so I'm giving a list of different books I would encourage people to read, such as the one I mentioned in our previous session, The Anabaptist View of the Church by Littell, Church Membership by Lehman, of course I had to put my own book in there. Uh, <laughs> I will build my church. Sure, sure. And uh, King Jesus Claims His Church by Vinnie Curvilla.
0: Okay, we interviewed him actually Did you? here recently. Okay, that's yeah.
1: another great book. Um, the Safest Place on Earth by Larry Crabb as mm-hmm. uh, a book on the church. Total Church. Uniting Church and Home by Wallace. When the Church was a Family by Hellerman. Why Church Matters by Harris. And there's a new book out I don't have in here because it came out uh, just more recently. By Gary Miller on Total Church. Another good book. Yeah. So th- that's the last one. Is just keep on investing yeah. in the church by reading. Yeah, like you're encouraging
0: book. people. Okay, you finish this workbook, but this is an ongoing journey. I, right. Yeah, I like that. And yeah. then, which we noted this on the last episode too. But there's some contact info in there as right. well if people you know have questions about some of this stuff.
1: Yeah, and our website is is listed there. www. Good
0: we'll definitely put that in the description as well so whoever's watching or or listening click through on that check out you know and and you have a number of other uh, resources as well that i think would be helpful when it when it comes to church and sometimes it may be that we don't subconsciously don't value church as much as we should and we just don't put in the time really to to learn some of these things
1: in hellerman's book when the church was a family he does a good job of talking about how God wants us to learn to love our mother and father and brothers and sisters in our genetic Mm -hmm. home. And when we learn how to do that well, he's giving us the foundation for the major change that's going to happen when we become a believer to love that family. Mm -hmm. And Jesus even commented to those who came to him in a crowd of people and they said, your mother and and brothers are out here at the door. Mm -hmm. And he says, well, who are my mother and brothers? he said, these are my mother and brothers. He, he was making a very powerful statement about a, a change of which, what group is the most important family. And that could be a whole nother session. But the, the whole thing of how we need to, to see our church family as the group of people that we're going to be with for all of eternity. The only way that our genetic family is going to be with us for all of eternity is if they join that church. Otherwise, they won't be there. And so that's why this, the church family actually takes precedence over every other relationship. For more information about Anabaptist Perspectives, to read our blog, to donate, and to see videos of the conversations you hear on this podcast, visit anabaptistperspectives.org. We'd love to hear from our audience, so leave your feedback in the comments for this podcast or send us a message through our Facebook page. Thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week with another episode of Anabaptist Perspectives.